Thanks for tuning into our podcast. We love having you here, and it's our mission to bring you all the latest and greatest tips, skills, and know-how to make you the best that you can be. We know that you have it in you, and we're going to show you how. Now, now, let's get started. We have a very special guest with us in this week's edition of the See You Next Tuesday podcast. His name is Joel. He will talk about his very refreshing and unusual ideas about marketing. Uh, marketing without pitching uh, and her, and his holistic view of talking to people, not just talking about the business. Um, he talks about trust versus pushy marketing, trust marketing. Uh, and we talk about money generally, money as value, and where money really, really comes from. Um, so, this is a very special episode of See You Next Tuesday. Uh, really uh, take special attention, maybe even take some notes on this one. You'll get a lot of gems here. So, here we go. Listen to Joel, and thanks for listening. I actually chew my nails, but I was considering it. <laughs> You were, you were already starting to panic that the technology was going to fail us again. Well, well, it's the again word that I don't like. Joel, <laughs> Joel, this is James. James, meet Joel. Uh, uh, Joel, for your information, James is in California. He does not understand the meaning of the word cold. Uh, James, Joel is lives on an island in the middle of the Baltic. Ah, wow, that's. And they've got Wi-Fi there, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's actually really nice now. The, the sound quality is, is not really good, actually. It's, I have a hard time hearing you guys. Oh, really? Oh, I can hear... Well, I can hear Trevor. There is perfectly. some kind of static in the background, which makes kind of a high-pitched noise for some reason. I don't know if that's going away. Hopefully it is. Just wanted to let you know. I don't hear it. No, me neither. Cool. <laughs> Sorry, Joel. But, but Joel, can, no you hear, can you hear us well enough? Yeah, yeah. I, I'll, I'll just turn the volume up a bit, and hopefully it won't jump up and bite me later. Yeah, and hopefully it won't. The, the static noise won't come out on the recording. Yeah. So, okay. So, um, so. Just to um, kind of fill in you, James, and anybody who might ever listen to this, Joel, we really don't know how big our audience is, but it, so far we're we're still able to use our fingers to count them. I should tell you that, in fairness. <laughs> um, so uh, this podcast... I, I'm uh, guessing you're counting in billions then, because last, last week's episode I heard you actually said that there was only a few people left in the world that hasn't heard the show. So I, I'm guessing you're counting in billions then. Yeah. <laughs> I have a, a slight tendency to exaggerate. Um, um, but um, yeah, so for the benefit of, of, uh, of James and, um, uh, and anyone else who ever listened to this, uh, Joel, uh, Joel and I met, uh, we, we don't know each other at all well. Uh, we've, we've met literally uh, a couple of times. Was it once or twice, Joel, on the... Uh, for a video call online, but via basically by, via Facebook um, communication yeah. originally, um, just through a post that we're, we're both in the same uh, same coaching or coaches group um, on on Facebook, and um, 
what intrigued me and made me think I would really like to have you on the podcast so we can kind of dig into this a bit deeper. A couple of things that you said. Um, one was just the, the very refreshing fact that you opened the conversation by declaring, look, I'm absolutely not going to pitch you anything. And if you want to pitch me something, it's absolutely fine. You were very cool about, about it both ways. Um, and, um, and then I asked you later on in the conversation about how you do your marketing. And you basically said, I do it like this. I just have conversations with people, which given that that then tied in with the fact that you then told me that you've got this thing called, correct me if I'm wrong, it's called Coachbox. And you said yeah. you've got, I think, two or 3,000 people, coaches signed up to that already. Given that your marketing is by just having conversations uh, and that what James and I do on this podcast, I mean, we, we, we wander all over the place in our conversations. Mostly, if you've heard the podcast, you'll know that we just spend our time insulting each other. Um, <laughs> um, but in between... Uh, we do get some stuff done about kind of the inner game of marketing. So mm -hmm. yeah. I was really um, hoping that you, we could kind of pick your brain a bit about about your your way of doing it because it was refreshing and, um, uh, as far as I know, unique. Certainly unusual. So yeah, I I might need to. Well, I need to correct you first of all, uh, so so we get the facts straight. Okay. I've been working with, with between one and two thousand people over the last couple of years, but Coachbox is a completely new. We launched Coachbox in December, so in right. in the in terms of Coachbox as the platform and as the 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 method that I'm using right now, we don't have a couple of thousand in in that. So over okay. the last years, I've been working with with last I counted, it was over thirteen hundred people. But I kind of stopped counting <laughs> at some point. It was right. just funny to see when I started to actually add it up. But we need to, just so we get the facts straight. Thank you. Okay. Perfection. So, what I'm just curious, since I haven't got a chance to speak with you yet, this is my first time. Glad to meet you, um, Joel. Yeah. Um, what exactly is Coachbox? That's if a great you. question, and that is, <laughs> and it's it is actually what Coachbox is. What it what we started out. Let me just, if I may, go back a bit further than just answering the question. Sure. We we something happened. I don't know if you remember back in March 2020. Something happened, kind of overnight, across the globe, and <laughs> kind of kind of abruptly changed for that, some yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah, there was something that happened. I and 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 things kind of shifted quite rapidly. And when that shift happened, I think a lot of people ended up in a in a place that first of all they they went into some kind of and I did that myself for the first couple of weeks, kind of denial that sure we're locking down everything now, but that's going to be really temporary. So this is just going to be something that we have to get by over the first few weeks. Mm. But kind of fast, I realized that. This isn't temporary, and if I and if I start acting like this is going to be temporary, things are going to be really tough. Like in half a year or in a year's time, if I'm if it's not open. Mm -hmm. So 
we sat down together and we started looking at what what are we actually doing and and by the time that happened we were already kind of well on our way but coachbox to answer the question is is the platform that we created to help people infopreneurs and people that work with coaching primarily mm-hmm. they have a kind of a high fail rate if you look at the statistics over 80% of coaches fail within the first 3 years and it's become even worse during these the last year here. So uh-huh. we, we, we needed to step into overdrive to actually put together a platform to help people set up their coaching businesses that actually works and that is scalable because people, we can't have people not being able to sustain themselves, not being able to put money on, or food on the table and bring money in so they can actually survive. And we can't have people not being able to to actually provide the value and have the impact on people that they would like to have. We wanted to change that. Mm-hmm. So, so Coachbox is the platform where we do that, basically. Nice. And, and if I could just, um, in, and again, Joel, you may correct me if I have my facts wrong here, but last time we spoke, uh, and um, of course you may have changed this since then, but last time we spoke, Coachbox as a platform was not something anyone could just buy. You kind of give it to the coaches who join your your program or your service in some way, as I remember. So it, it's not like yeah. Coachbox is for sale. No, Coachbox is actually a, a few things. When we talk about Coachbox, we talk about Coachbox as the the platform, and the platform for us is is two things. It's it's more things if you want to break it down even more, but in its in its purest form, it's two things. One of them is a software platform. That includes basically all the softwares that that people need to run business online, or coaches in, in specific, specifically coaches need, and that isn't that isn't necessarily open to to anyone. But what we also have is the coaching programs around that, which is a, a completely. I haven't seen anyone who run a program like 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 we run them, because we have a holistic view on on how we operate. For us, it's not about just one piece. It's about someone's life. It's about someone who is who is in. It's an individual's life we're talking about. It's not about just business or just about some few things. It's about the whole package and actually helping people to get where they want to be. And I know this is cliche uh, and it's 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 really hard to explain uh, <laughs> fast and easy, but it is literally about about changing people's life. And yeah, the platform is. Uh, we're actually looking at this because what we, the 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 starting point was not to sell the platform to anyone. The software platform is out of the program. But the more we talk to people, the more we realize that it's it's kind of a a steal for people to keep this away from people that we could help. So we're actually talking about maybe opening that up, that possibility, or or looking into that. So just kind of dial us back a bit because. Um, uh, at the moment, uh, you and I have already spoken, and I'm still slightly lost. So I imagine James might be too. What <laughs> is what is the offer that you're making to coaches? What is it that they get that they, they can buy into? We help coaches go from using. Sorry, we we help coaches go from selling time and one-on-ones, one-on-one, to mm-hmm. actually having a leveraged program and a leveraged offer 
that they can use to actually free time and to make a whole lot of bigger impact for people. We help them scale and we help them, the most important thing is we help them get the structure and clarity. We're working with systems, not just systems in digital ways, but also systems for operating. I've been working as a business developer and, and I've been working with that for since I left the army. And, and what really comes to mind is actually finding systems for how to get it done. And we guarantee results, that's a huge thing. We guarantee a 10x return on investment. Oh, yeah. Okay. So the, off, the, the offer for us is to go, if, you, if you're a coach and you start working with us, we're going to help you go from selling time and selling a package that is normally one-on-one -on -one to actually having a leveraged package, package that you can use to actually scale the business to a point where you can start choosing how you want to work and how you want to live and how you want to operate. Because with the tech that is normally a huge problem. You could do so much more than just working with coaching. Mm -hmm. Right. So, this. I mean, I still. I mean, obviously, <laughs> we could go. We could go in a number of directions here, but I, I'm. 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 I'm not trying to. I don't. I don't want to entice you um, into into like pitching us necessarily. But what I <laughs> what I am intrigued to know, um, still is. Given the conversation that that we the first conversation that we had, how do you get all those thousands of people that you're working with just using one on one conversations where you don't even do a pitch? First of all, how do you have time for all those one on one conversations? And secondly, what makes them sign up when you're not kind of going, would you like to join my program? <laughs> you see what I mean? The, yeah, the, the, the big thing that happened and, we, and it ties back to what happened a year ago is that previously, over the, over, the, over the last five or six years that I've been working, mm -hmm. uh, we had the opportunity and the possibility to actually go out and network, talk to people. I used to do a whole lot of public speaking. That's kind of <laughs> not yeah, happening that much today. It's on hold, yeah. So, yeah. So, so the way I actually managed to work with, with people before lockdowns and pre-COVID was by actually talking and meeting people in the real world and talking with them, talking about what I do and what they do and actually finding matches that way. What happened when we had the lockdowns is that you couldn't do that anymore. And I'm still a social human being. I really like talking to people. Mm -hmm. So what I had to start doing was I had to find another way to do this. And I don't know, I, I'm guessing that you guys have experienced the same, but there's a lot of people just shooting DMs around on, on social media, pitching things back and forth, and I really don't like that. To me, that is, <laughs> that is like someone stepping into my house saying, hey, do you want to buy something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm not a big fan of that. But what I am a big fan of is, is talking to people and connecting with people. And what I realized is you don't have to pitch people. You have to talk to people, you have to connect with people, and you have to, to, to find people that are actually in, in, the same, in the same world, so to speak, where they have the same general understanding or where they can understand that you could benefit from working together. And by letting people come to you instead of trying to pull people in, that creates kind of a tidal wave, in my experience, where, where one thing leads to another. And, and it also is, we don't offer, we don't pitch people to come work with us. 
we see if we can find people when we talk to them that match our criteria, basically. You can look at it as, 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 as auditioning, basically. We're looking at people and we talk to people to see if, if what they do actually fits with what we do. And if we together can leverage each other's businesses. Because that's what it comes down to. It's not a matter of me selling someone something. It's about people coming together, helping each other, building business. So that to me is the, the big difference. And that's the way we, or I should say, rather, feel like it's, it's a different way of doing business. Instead of trying to pull and push people in, just connect and talk to people. And you will find the people that are interested by just doing this. The problem, of course, is that a lot of people are used to people just DMing them. So you, you sometimes get a lot of flack from people trying, thinking you're going to pitch them stuff. And that's cool because they've been burned before. So for me, it's just about connecting with people. That's all it is. Yeah, I want to I wanna comment on that just because I think it's funny. Um, as you were saying this, a couple of things you just said while you're talking made me think of a contact a message I just got on Skype I just got this morning as I was logging on to Skype to a chat with Trevor this morning. Um, I have a contact from a person, we'll just say Bob. So it says, Bob <laughs> says they would like they would like to connect. I'm not going to use their real name. So Bob sent you a contact request on Skype, right? And then you know how you also have an option to send a welcome message or something. His message in his contact request on Skype says, hello, how are you doing? Nice to be meeting you. We haven't met yet. Um, <laughs> we are, we, he starts off, we, mind you that again, the Skype profile isn't a business profile. It is someone's full first and last name or surname. Yeah. Hi, how are you doing? Nice to meet you. We are a marketing agency. We sell targeted B2B, B2C leads. Every day we are generating high quality leads. Are you looking for <laughs> cell phone leads? We can provide you with the best quality cell phone leads at a cheap price. If you are interested in doing business with us, please let me know. Thank you. Okay, so so many things wrong with this that, that, that you touched on um, in your comment that I it's just funny that this is what I get daily. I get a couple of dozen of these. But first of all, it's his regular name. And he talks in we. We are. Um, so first thing I reply is, who is we? Your name is, you know, I see Bob Smith. Who is we? I don't even know who you're talking about. And then if I'd like to work with you, I, I don't even know. I just got your contact request two seconds ago. <laughs> I don't even know who you are at all. This is the epitome of what, what Mark basically I, on LinkedIn yeah I don't get this so much on Skype but on LinkedIn my inbox is filled with about 50 of these a day of just hi my name is such and such we help people do this 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 if you need this if you want my amazing service I, I can generate you billions of dollars overnight <laughs> Con yeah. contact ASAP or you will be sorry and it's like that's <laughs> I haven't haven't had a single communication haven't spoken anything they're already talking oh, about what their business is and why I should be working with them. Like, does that work? Do people clamor all over well, themselves and go, oh, my gosh, I, because I got this message from you that tells me you're amazing. I'm, I, sign me up. Let's do it. Can I share one? that I, I, I was like, 
should, do I respond to this person and go, yeah, yeah, that's fine, or, or do I just go with how insulted I feel? Because, um, so I had a connection request from a person, again, a, not a company, a, it's on LinkedIn, a connection request, uh, a, a woman, I, I don't think that'll identify her, um, uh, <laughs> who's clearly got, uh, judging from her profile, and I had a quick look at her website, so it looks like she's, She's pretty good at what she does, mm -hmm. um, and um, so anyway, she. But she sent me the re the connection request, not the other way around, mm -hmm. right? So I and it, and there was a message with it which said something like, "Hi, Trevor. Looks like we're both in uh, the world of coaching, something like that. I'd I love to connect with people in similar, you know, with a similar background, something like that. Would you Would you be willing to accept?" So a very polite message that called out the fact that we're both in the coaching world. So I reply, I, can, I accepted the request and I reply something like, um, uh, yeah, happy to do that. Um, uh, I'd be intrigued to hear more about your, your story of your business sometime. Um, thanks for connecting. Now I knew that she, of course I expected a pitch. I did expect to be pitched, you know, opening the door like that. I wasn't naive about that, obviously. But what I didn't expect was what came back. So I get then a message that's clearly not copy-paste, so it's typed by a real person. It goes, hi, this is another woman's name. Um, I'm actually part of this other this chief woman's team. She's really busy and isn't here very often. Um, and would you would you mind clicking the link that she supplied me with to schedule a call with one of her team? We supply uh, leads to coaches like you um, oh, before their competitors have a chance to to get to them. And I was like, oh my god, this is just like she went straight from hi, I'm really pleased to meet you because we're both coaches to want a pitch and so i in the end i thought no i have to go with my i have to go with my heart on this so i, I wrote back something like oh, maybe i'll find it i don't know if i do it quickly enough um i might find it on my phone actually um let me just see if i can find it because i was like no you can't have that uh, uh where is where is it linkedin can't find it quickly yeah i can um that is great uh, here we go I'm gonna... so yeah so i put Hi, woman's name. Thanks for explaining. I'm not in the market for a sales pitch and actually not having trouble with generating leads of my own. So I won't waste your team's precious time. But thanks for the offer. Just out of curiosity, does this way of pitching work? I got a connection re request, apparently from this other woman's name, but who turns out to be too busy to be there or respond to me in person. And who's the one and only agenda for reaching out to connect is to get me on a discovery call with her team. This doesn't feel like I made a connection. It feels like I was swept unwittingly into a sales pitch in a quite impersonal way. <laughs> Nothing against you, you're clearly just doing your job. I imagine that if I signed up, that's how you'd get my leads too, right? Something about that doesn't sit right with me, but maybe I'm just hypersensitive. Anyway, I wish you well, and as I said, thanks for explaining. <laughs> <laughs> Great message. I, I've always this is one thing I've learned from Trevor over the years. He has a a great way of telling you to piss off or go to hell with a smile on your face without actually coming out and saying it. 
He's really good at giving the virtual F you without having to actually say F you. It's, it's great. <laughs> yeah. I love these messages you wrote. But, 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 but this to me is, is a huge, huge thing today. And I think it's a problem, to be honest. Yes. Because this, this, of course, I'm guessing that because people actually do this, I'm guessing they get some kind of result from it. But I, I really don't understand because if you were to go up to, if I were to meet you on the street somewhere or on an event somewhere saying, hey, I wouldn't talk like that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't act like that. And, and it, it's just weird to me that people think that just because you're on the internet and just because you're on a Skype call or a Zoom call or whatever, you, you could just, or even if you're just collecting or LinkedIn or, or Facebook, that you can just act like some kind of robot. I, I think it's so crazy. How has this become the new normal? I have no idea. Yeah. I wonder that same, I keep saying, who is teaching this? Like, like I said, in yeah. any other situation, people would see it. So if I was dating, if I went to a bar and I walked up to every woman <laughs> in the bar and I walked up to her and I said, hey, I'm the man of your <laughs> dreams. I, I'm the man of your dreams. I provide women with super fantastic stimulation and satisfaction night after night. <laughs> um, you will be pleasured beyond all your control. Um, you will be totally falling head over heels in love with me. Would you like to go out on a date? And then when she re responds, actually, I'm too busy to respond to you. Here's my, here's my team member. If you could schedule a call with yeah. them and they yeah. would schedule the date. Um, I can, I'm actually too busy to even talk to you right now. I'm not even sure why I introduced myself. But if you could call my secretary, they'll schedule a date with us for me to rock your world. See you later. <laughs> Would that work? It's, in, it's insane. That, that, that's what they... That, I mean, that, that one in, with Trevor is particularly funny. The, hi, yeah. thanks for connecting. And then you reply, sorry, this person is unavailable. I know. Uh, I'm someone else. <laughs> <laughs> who answers their messages for them the old bait and switch that was that was I'm, uh, that's a new one i don't think i've seen that one and it was straight away as well it wasn't like you know if i got one from the original woman saying look i'm really sorry i'm absolutely you know snowed under here um but i'm gonna you know my secretary will will talk that would have it's just some something to say that we did actually connect because she was the one that reached yeah. out right yeah so well, I'm, I'm, thank you. I feel exonerated now by you two. Thank you. Because I was like, oh God, maybe I should just. But yeah, it's Listen, not I mean, right, I, is it? And I oh, mean, to, to me, I'm 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 completely fine with people pitching me. I yeah. I I mean, I don't have the best solution to everything all the time. You might have something fantastic that will help me solve a problem that I didn't even know I had. So I mean, yeah. I'm completely fine with people showing me new things opening my eyes to their products, their services and everything, I'm completely fine with that. But, but just coming in hot like that and then just basically basically just ignoring you, that, that was a, a crazy yes. turn of events. <laughs> yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. But Joel, how do, you, how do you, I mean, do you have a team that were, because you've, I'm just, I'm just intrigued by the numbers. You can't, I mean, when we spoke, I think we probably, I mean, I know I talk too much, but I, we, we were probably on that call for the best part of an hour. There's no way, oh, and you didn't, you didn't pitch me and I didn't sign up with it. There's no way that you can, you have the time to sign up 
you know, over a thousand, what was it, two, three thousand people doing them one at a time in calls of that nature? No, no, how, the, how do you do it? Yeah, that, of course, that's, that's how, how you should leverage that if you want to pick up thousands of people doing this. That's going to be a completely different story. The way we used to do this before COVID and everything is we went to events and we talked to lots and lots of people. Okay. That's the way we used to do it. This is the new way that, that I decided to do because what happened when, when everything locked down is we, we couldn't meet anymore. And I really don't like the shotgun way of doing this that we're seeing this gentleman on, on Skype and this woman on LinkedIn. I really don't like the shotgun approach. I really don't. I want to connect with people because I think we have something in common or we can find common ground somewhere. Mm -hmm. So what I'm doing is I'm reaching out. I'm spending most of my days talking to people. And, of course, not all of them are a fit. That's, that's awesome. But what everyone is is a new connection. Mm -hmm. and, and to me, the power in this is that if you're looking to get rich overnight or trying to get huge results overnight, this is probably a horrible way to go about that because <laughs> mm -hmm. it's, right. it's slower. It's much, much slower. But that's not what we're doing. What we're doing is we're talking to people. We're connecting with people. And, and to me, this is so important, not just from a business point of view, but from a point from humanity. We've been so distanced over this year that it's kind of unfamiliar to talk to each other anymore and to talk to new people. And that's why I think it's so important to, to do these, these types of things where I'm actually talking with people. And yes, we have a team that, that work and do outreach this way. And, and that works really well. But it's not about, we're not looking to sign up thousands and thousands of people to our programs. We're looking to find the best possible people that we know we can do the best possible result for, or help them get the best possible result. So for us, it's, it's not about numbers. It's not about selling or enrolling lots and lots of people. It's about finding the, the best possible people to work together with to actually create something really good. Mm -hmm. And and I don't know if I if I told you that, but it kind of ties back to the. I I sat down um, early 2020 before all of this happened, mm -hmm. and and we decided in our business on a goal what we wanted to do over the next three years, and that goal for us is to improve the life of 10 million people. Yeah, you did right. tell me that. Yeah. And that's the mission I'm on, meaning that I'm not looking to shotgun and reach thousands and thousands of people. I'm looking to find people where we can actually do good things together with. That's what I'm doing. That's why I don't shotgun. That's why I reached out to you, for instance, because there was something there. I think here we, we can find some kind of connection, some kind of common ground. I don't know what, but let's, let's connect and see what it is. And here we are on a podcast. So, so that yeah. to me is the approach in all of this. Mm -hmm. and, that, and that, see, that's a... Um, has been, hold on, how long have we been on here? Has been over 25 minutes, I think, about, so it's about the time that I say, sorry, this is about to get a little woo-woo. I mean, I, I held off as long as I could. Yeah, no, yeah, stop apologizing for it. Go woo-woo, just go for it, man. <laughs> 20 minutes, man, that was pretty good. Before yeah, I threw pretty it. good. But yeah. that, that, that actually is a very... Oh, what's the word? I can't even think of the word now. A, a way of uh, refreshing. 
when it is refreshing. What I'm saying is the whole belief that the energy you put out is what is returned. And yeah. Yeah. so to, to give a brief example, not going through a whole story, but there's a, there's a client I got recently who bought my real estate book from Amazon over five years ago. And um, he reached out to me from the book uh, messaged. And then I spoke with him, did, you know, did a, like a coaching session, actually helped him out, helped him work through some of the points in the book on how to invest. Um, didn't have the time to like sign up for, I mean, the money and means didn't have any to sign up with anything at the moment for personal coaching, but contacted me about a month or so ago saying, man, do you remember me? Like it stuck with me. You helped me. You didn't even know who I was. And you helped me, and you know I always remember that. And now I, I have the means, and now I would like to to work with you. Like five years later, you know, yeah. it's sometimes you can't see exactly what's going to happen or when, but when you put good out, that's yeah. that's what I'm saying. Is when you when you take calls, when your mindset on a call or going with somebody is, I hope I get the sale. I want to see if I can pitch them as soon as they shut up, so yeah. I can pitch them. I need to sell something. I need to sell something. But if instead, if you go on the calls with the idea of how can I increase their life, what can I do yeah. to make yeah. to in, provide value for them during this call so that it is valuable for them? And I know yeah. it's it's not the whole Jordan Belfort, you know, they either buy or die, and you push and push and you back them into a corner, which does work, and you may probably make more. But like I told Trevor, but you feel icky <laughs> doing yeah. it. Yeah. That's just not the kind of energy you want out there. So sometimes just if you go in just going, I'm going to provide value to this person in some way, you don't really have to make a pitch and it'll come back one way or another. Maybe it's not yeah. them. I, mean, I just believe the energy is, is, is let me say when I cycle yeah, back, I guess, no matter what, it might I not guess. come back in the same form, but it's going to come back. I guess the word that is uh, floating around in in my mind now that you've now that you've put woo woo out there, James, <laughs> um, uh, and listening to you, Joel, because uh, refreshing is the word that came to mind after I when and after I spoke to you, Joel. Right? It was like <laughs> that is a refreshing way to do business to to get clients, and it's clearly working. You've you've got. You've yeah. got people and you've got you've got a platform and you've got ideas and you know it's all yeah. organically happening. So so it wasn't like it's not pie in the sky, this real actual tangible measurable results. But the mm -hmm. word that's coming to mind now in this conversation is trust. And I guess to go back to um to the examples that um James and I just threw out there about you know the experiences we've had with people just pitching cold like like my woman today from the um, from LinkedIn and James is on Skype um, is it's the complete opposite end in my head of that spectrum which is like yeah. well you've got to keep pushing and pushing and pushing otherwise you know and, and then and they and the thing is of course they do get rewarded for doing it I mean out of every right. out of every rejection they get like the one I just sent they're probably getting a lot of people signing up um, mm -hmm. you know yeah. so the arm twisting way works if your goal is i don't know about getting rich overnight i'm not sure i'm not sure if people at that level believe in quite in that but you know getting pretty rich pretty quickly if that's your goal um and i think joel it's it's intriguing that you said that that's not your goal 
because that either means that you've got to have either you've got to have something else that's supporting you while you build whatever you're, you're building and maybe you have that i i don't know um or you have to again trust that you know things will show up you will be you will be okay that that food yeah. will still be put on your table while you're building it mm -hmm. yeah and and i mean there's of course a little bit of both uh, but i'm in my entire life i had the i had the the fortune of never ever at least that i can remember having to go to bed hungry mm -hmm. I never had to sleep outside when I didn't choose to sleep outside. Or maybe in the army I used to sleep outside and didn't want to, but they told me to. <laughs> but that's, that's a different right. story. <laughs> but, but I had the good fortune of being born in a country where I, where I didn't have to worry about this. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to worry about this. And, and we, we tend to forget that even in these countries, even in countries where we live in the US, in, in, in Finland, in Sweden, in, in the UK, we have people that aren't in a situation where they go to bed full, they go to bed hungry, and some of them don't even go to bed in a, in a nice warm bed, they go to bed outside somewhere and trying to just survive the night. And to, to me, this could be really philosophical, but if we're just chasing money, I did that when I was in, like maybe five or six years ago, when I just got out of the army and started working in the in the business world, I, I thought that money was gonna be the, the catch-all, fix-all thing. Mm -hmm. But I realized that just chasing money, to me, that, that's, that's just running me into a wall. I'm going to burn out if I just chase money. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I kind of shifted somewhere along the road there. And I just realized that as long as I just provide value, the more value I provide to people, the more service I can be to people, the more good I can do, money is the result of providing value. Money is not something you, you, you gain from, from going and getting it, you can do that, but to me, it is a result of providing value. It is. And the more value I provide, the more money I can get in as a result of that, and the money that I can actually get in from that, I can spend doing more good. And that's how I operate, that's how I do business, that's how I am as a human being. Money doesn't make you greedy, money makes you more of what you already are, and I wanna help people, I wanna provide value in all I do. So, so to me, that is the foundational values that I that I work up there. I, I think that's fantastic clarity, uh, and I say that because um, I'm I'm a hundred percent with you on that. Um, but it took me a long time to get my head around the, which way money works, because it always looked to me in the past that when I ran low on money, that the problem was that I was low on money and therefore I needed to chase yeah. more money, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. um, and it, it took, um, James knows, there's a woman called Mary Schiller, who I, I don't know if you've come across her, Joel, but um, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you more about who she is uh, later if you wanna know, but um, <clears throat> she's um, a very successful coach in her own right now, but um, she, uh, she tells a story in a book that she, one of her books that she wrote, which is how I came across her originally. I bought her, her books. And um, and then later she and I had a, an actual conversation on the Zoom call about this. And uh, so her story regarding money was that uh, 
way back, uh, she'd, she'd left a very, very um, uh, abusive marriage at the time. This is going back 30 years. Uh, and she had uh, a daughter who was about nine, I think, at the time. So she was a single mum. And she was struggling for money. Right? And she, she had uh, a rich friend, that she, uh, a guy that she'd known. They were at school together. So she'd known this guy for years. Uh, and apparently he had always said, even when they were children, when I grow up, I'm going to be rich. And they'd grown up and he was. Uh, yeah. And so she thought, he'll, he'll know what to do. I'll call him. So she called this guy and basically she says to him, look, Dave, I don't know what his name was. Look, Dave, um, uh, you know, I'm struggling here. I've got my daughter, blah, blah, blah. And we, we're not making ends meet. What and her question was what should I cut back on? You know, like, should I cut the Disney Channel because, yeah. you know, it costs money, but on the other hand, you know, my daughter loves it, or should we eat cheaper yeah. bread or whatever, right? That, so she was asking those kind of questions, and he ignored her. He, he, he didn't ignore her. He had, had a conversation with her. It's nice to catch up. He kept chatting to her, but he ignored that question. And the conversation, yeah. she said, went on for maybe an hour, and every so often when there was a, a pause, she would come back to the question because that was her whole reason for calling. It's like, how can I make ends yeah. meet? How I've got, I've got this much money and this many bills and they, they, don't, they don't match, right? And that was the only way she saw it. And eventually the call was coming to an end. It's like, nice to hear from you, Mary. I'm gonna go, and say, Dave, Dave, wait a minute. I keep asking you about what to do about my money. And he said, I don't understand the question. And she was like, how can you not understand the question? I'm just saying, I don't have enough money to make ends. What would you advise me to cut back on? And he said, no, I don't understand. Because if you don't have enough money, why don't you just go out and get some more? There's plenty of it. Yeah. <laughs> and that was his answer, see? Mm. And, yeah. and when she told that story in the book, and I've heard her tell it live as well, but when she told the story in the book, I kind of went, wow and then but how so, <laughs> so late, later i i said because she she then sort of says in the book so that's what i did it's like but what did you do mary how did you get my <laughs> and so when i spoke to her in in person i asked her about it and she said but trevor what he made me understand is that money always comes from you and I said, no, Mary, money comes from other people. She went, no, 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 no. Have you not noticed that whenever you get money, even if it's finding a penny in the street, whenever you get money, you're always there. It is you that creates the situation that you have labeled and we, we would label value. And I, eventually I got it. Eventually I likened dollar bills or pound notes or whatever currency you have wherever you are. What, what do you have? Krona, is it over there? Uh, I live in Finland now, so it's Euro, actually. But oh, yeah, Euro. Krona okay, it's Euro. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, you know, so whether it's dollars or pounds or euros, whatever it is, I likened it to applause. And it's like, oh, it's just thank you notes. It's applause. It's like when when you go to yeah. the theater or, you know, when we were allowed to do that, uh, or, you, you know, somebody performs something and you appreciate it, we applaud. It's yeah. our way of showing the performance. And the other thing we probably have done, unless it's an amateur thing or, you know, kids things, is we bought a ticket. And we're happy to do that because yeah. we know that we're going to get, 
something of value in, in this case in a, in a good feeling of being entertained it's like i get it i get it it's like i provide the environment in which somebody gets something that they want to thank me for or applaud me for and the cultural way of showing that is to hand me some money duh it's me i create it it's not it's not that it comes from out there and when you know that you're the source there's nothing to chase anymore oh. mm. Mm. well i get to finally get to play devil's advocate here because uh i'm gonna ask you guys some some tougher questions because i can i think i can relate to people in a situation similar to, I think, what Trevor was kind of alluding to when he started asking, when he, or more interrogating Joel, poor guy. Um, <laughs> but uh, I can I can relate. So I'm gonna I'm gonna play devil's advocate that I think maybe be a situation people can relate to. So I started blogging. I don't know. Maybe my first blog was like 2007, 2008, in personal development, and I used to write all the time all day every day so hence providing value and i would sit there and you know hit refresh on my stats and tell all my family and friends i post on facebook or whatever it was at the time you know maybe it was myspace i don't know like look i i made a new article you guys go read my article no one's reading my articles and i hit refresh and see four visitors <laughs> and so i did that for i mean every day i had i wrote hundreds of hundreds of articles i used to write every day personal development i wrote for other people um, I wrote for other sites for pennies um, and then I got to a point where I started going okay how do I first it was it started with the search of how do I get traffic to website how do I get people to view your website and that's led to the road of trying to understand SEO and then it was okay now how the heck do I even make money from this website some kind you know way down the line I started trying to figure that out and then of course we talk about how that led to the dark ages that and Trevor so lovingly joke about uh, being introduction to the warrior forum. Cause like, as soon as you search how to make money online or how to make money from your website, one way or another, the warrior forum was going to show up. That was the Z spot to go on the internet. It dominated all of those kinds of searches. You always ended up there one way or another. Um, and then things happened in between there and led to, you know, kind of the enlightenment and stuff I understand differently now but what would you say to that person who's in that situation who's like i am providing value i blog every day i i, I write these articles that are very helpful i teach people stuff uh and yet no money is coming in i'm doing everything right i send emails to my list i make posts um, and i am providing value and i am helping people yet there is I, I still need to make money. Otherwise, I have to go back to work or do something else in order to make ends meet. So the more money I can make, the more I can help people. So I need to be able to make money in the meantime, but nothing is coming in. No one's reading my sites and no one's you know, getting a handful, a trickle of visitors. Uh, and I'm, I'm trying to live by the, if you build it, they will come. If you, if you help people, the good will return to you, but it doesn't seem to be working. How can I be providing value and no money coming in eventually? And so, yeah, so then you start these searches, start figuring stuff out. So somebody who is at that point going, I am trying to provide value. I seem like I'm doing anything, but there's no income coming in from my efforts. What do you do or say in that situation when you're trying to be all woo-woo and helpful and not seeing the results you want? 
anyone anyone want to take that? Joel, um, Joel <laughs> particularly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I really like to answer that actually because the, the biggest thing here is that you can put out all the value, all the, the knowledge you have and being as helpful as you possibly can all day long as you're explaining and if no one sees it, it's not going to help you in any way, shape or form. Mm-hmm. So it comes down to, again, having a structured way to do this. And I'm not going to put you guys on the spot, or maybe I am, but how many people did you talk to yesterday telling, you about, telling them about your business? New people that haven't heard of you before. How many people did you talk to yesterday about that? I'm trying to remember. I talked to 74 new people yesterday about that. Well, what, one how many time? people did I talk Yeah. How many people did I talk to Friday before before I went on Easter vacation? 63. Thursday, 104. New people I talked to. No, I don't talk to them on a Zoom call, but I talk to them. I talk to them on Messenger. I talk to them on, on other platforms, and I talk to people. I have meetings with a few of them, but I talk to people every single day. Mm-hmm. If you go out into any street in any city anywhere around the world where you can go out again and you talk to people all day every day about what you do and you try to help them, do you think that somewhere down the line of all these people you talk to and provide value to are going are to want to help, have more help? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Probably. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what it comes down to, what I didn't realize in the beginning is when you talk to someone and you help them out, because when I'm on a call with someone and I help them out, the worst thing I could do is say, at the end, at the end of that, if I realize they want more help, is to say, well, now you know, good luck and, and take care now. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that to anyone if I were helping them to, to dig a hole somewhere where I was showing them where the shovel is. And, and I see they start thinking, I wouldn't say just, all right, good luck with that, take care now. I would say, do you want more help? But it comes down to, and, and that's what you were talking about, getting traffic, getting people in front of it. And you, you can do that in, in lots and lots and lots of different ways. You can spend money running ads, you can do SEO, you can do all of these type of things. It just happened to be the route I choose was to just connect with people and talk to people. And by talking to new people each and every single day, you get a snowball effect. Because the people I talked to yesterday, they're not gone today. And the mm-hmm. people I talked to last week, they're not gone this week either. So sure. you, you, just, you just have to get in front of people one way or another. And, mm-hmm. and it comes down to one really, really big thing. And it's just not being afraid. Because people are going to have ideas about what you do. So people are going to dislike what you do. And it, it comes down to fear in the end. I know so many people yes. have wonderful ideas, wonderful messages, but they, they're just too afraid to say anything. Right. And they're never going to have any, any people looking at it. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know well, if that was an answer to the question. I just got a little carried away with, with, <laughs> with the answer. But That was shorter than you, you, Trevor is normal answers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, well yes. you've got to have a structured way. Mm-hmm. That's that's the end of it. If, if if you don't, if you just provide value without structure, you're just going to provide value and never be able to 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 make a living out of that. Mm-hmm. Just value providing value isn't, isn't enough to build a business. Yeah, 
And the answer to your question, uh, I was looking it up while you were talking, Joel, uh, 28. I spoke to 28 people yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, nice. Well, to, if we're if we have to answer the question, I spoke to zero yesterday because I was on oh, vacation. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, that's kind of. Yeah, you sent me a lot of photos, though. That's all right. Yeah. Um, Actually, that's probably not true. Cause I, I still. Yeah, I um, I still. You know, when you're uh, probably all of us in this world, the vacation days don't really exist. <laughs> Even when you're trying to take it off, you end up responding, checking emails, sending something. Well, no, I think it's the other way yeah. around. I think it's work days don't exist. Because, right. Yeah. Because, because I don't know about you, you guys. Well I, well, I do know about both of you, really. Aren't we enjoying this? <laughs> I mean, yeah. this is the way to live, isn't it? And, and it is about that. I think that um, I was reading uh, earlier today, actually. I kind of um, dip into this. Book. Are, are either of you? Do you either of you know uh, the book, The Prosperous Coach, Steve Chandler and Rich Litvin? Do you know the book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't read it, but it's on my to-read list actually. <laughs> yeah, you and James have the same thing with that. I, James <laughs> has thousands of books, but he hasn't read any. Of them. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I'm a collector. Anyway, you're a collector. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that brings to my another stupid anecdote. But anyway, uh, and, and I was just reading. So the, there was just one little tiny section where he says that there, he says there are a number of skills to master. And I think this was like skill number six, have conversations. And he actually says uh, no coaching uh, deal was ever struck outside of a conversation. Learn to have conversations. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So um, so a little background on us it doesn't sound like you came from the same world sounds like you were doing it just fine joel the right way with which like you said when outside was opening and going and speaking at events but in front of thousands of people well we kind of got our connection trevor and i through the online world where and not just the regular world like linkedin version of the online world i said we kind of joke it's the more darker side of the internet marketing world from the warrior form i said we keep mentioning it probably sending them more traffic um to their website by always talking about warrior form but um but yeah it's it's um we come from a world where it seems like 95 percent of the people we talk to i don't know what the number is for you when i was more when i was heavily involved in that where 95 percent of the people have no desire to actually speak to anyone most of them are terrified to actually speak to people mm -hmm. they don't have any desire to coach talk or do anything 99% of them I'm saying even higher their main desire is just show me a way to make some money I don't care how it happens I don't care what I'm doing I don't care what the method is just show me a trick or something that's going to make money flow into my website or into my paypal account day in and day out and they have they, they don't really care so i know we're going to lose that audience who's listening to this which is eh, which is part of the marketing right you kind of want to repel we don't want to guys there's some uh, is what is there some background noise going on in one of, for one of you yeah, i can hear it it sounds like an airplane or something going by yeah, maybe it's be a plane it, it could be here. Sorry, it, it could be here. Okay, no, don't be sorry. It's it's not your plane. 
<laughs> no, unfortunately not. Uh, I'm working on it. <laughs> the Learjet is on the on the Christmas list. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so, so what what I was going to say, or I was hoping to, you know, let not steal all your time and let let our guests speak, but from coming from that world, it, it's hard. I'm not trying to put them all on the spot and call them out, which I do so often. Is um, is a lot of them never fully really succeed with doing anything online. And I think it's because of that mind. Well, I know it's because of that mindset. It's it, because I said, when I'm telling my own story and I said, I kind of knew the answer, understanding it is, it was that I, I didn't find really big success when I was just trying to learn ways to make money. And actually I was, I was doing that and I took, you know, Trevor knows the story. I was making money. And again, still felt icky about it and deleted them all when I had my all my sniper sites or whatever. These little weak, little thin, couple-page websites that were designed just basically to game Google, get traffic, and sell somebody else's affiliate thing or clicks, clicks to AdSense yeah. or something. But there was no value I felt provided. Um, but it worked and it made money. And then it, eventually, I had all these sites and I just I just deleted them all. Um, but, but yeah, I think, I think a big key of that is what you're saying is that, you know, people are afraid. They don't want to talk to people. Well, e either they're afraid or have no desire, or maybe they're just misinformed and don't understand how, how the cycle of money and things exchange, you know, they don't, the, the basic concept of it's an exchange for goods and services. Like if you want to make money, provide a good or service or value to someone. Not there, you can't just make tactics to get money without actually doing something for somebody. Um, and, and that, and that, a lot of these methods that they're getting taught day in and day out actually don't show you how to provide any value or build anything. They just show you ways that could possibly make you some money. Um, yeah. And there's that dis, there's that disconnect there. So how do you get somebody to see? Like I said, you know, you might not be in this industry, so you don't get it as much as we used to. Which I, you know, I so said we're both kind of pulled away from it at this point. It's just get, you know, the large email list and all that. That still possibly are the ones reading this because the only ones I'm promoting this podcast so far too. <laughs> um, the audience who doesn't want to hear this is the ones that have been promoting this uh, this podcast too. But how do you get someone to see that? How do you get someone to understand that? this way of just looking for something every single day, the product of the day, they call it, you know, every single day there's a new tactic, a way to make money. And it sells out, sells in the thousands. Every day you can go look at the stats. And these things, yeah. I read these sales letters that say nothing, just blind copy, just pictures of their PayPal showing money coming in or their ClickBank accounts and screenshots and money and Ferraris and money falling from the sky. And they don't even say ex nothing of what it does. Um, at all, and it sells in the thousands to these people um, who are who are desperate to make money, but not desperate yeah. to provide value or even build anything. They just just show me something to make money. How do you get people to understand that will always fail in the long run? I don't think you can make people understand that. I think they have to understand themselves, and it's really hard to 
to work with people that are in a, such a desperate place that they're willing to buy anything and hope for anything. Mm. What it comes down to, to me, is, is when I talk to people and when, when I see people, because I mean, we've we all seen these type of things, and I, I, I usually call these people selling, selling things like this, and sorry if I offend anyone, but that's, that's what I call them. I call them gurus, because mm -hmm. they found one thing that works for them, but it has no relevance for anyone else's life yeah, yeah. as a whole. It's just money. It's just an idea of having money coming in. It's almost like that guy who sold the book, How to Make a Million Dollars. You know that guy? Mm -hmm. He sold one book for a million dollars, and that's how right. it is. Right. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, it, it, of course, it's a metaphor. But it, it's, it's just that. And, and to me, it's, it's a fundamental flaw that we have. I don't know about everyone in the world, of course, but where I was born in Sweden, we have a, a, a deep, I would say a deep socialist upbringing where everyone should take care of everyone and everyone should work for their pay and for their money. So we kind of have this deep understanding that, or belief rather, that money comes from you working. Mm -hmm. Meaning that money isn't something you make, that is something you're given for hard work. Mm -hmm. and with that idea and with that mindset, it's going to be really tough to actually break out and do what you want to do because that's not what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to work hard and, and eventually yeah. get paid far too little for, for that. Mm -hmm. so, so when people see, see that type of affiliate uh, or, or marketing, that type of thing, they see a chance to make money fast without mm -hmm. having to change what they do. And it's always about changing what you do. It's not the one big thing. It's the lots and lots of small different changes you make every single day that's going to make the difference. But people are looking for the one thing. And I think it's impossible to tell them something that's going to change their mind around that. They have to understand that themselves. I can only show them or tell them my idea or show them my, my perspective of it, but I can never convince anyone. I can just give yeah. perspective. That's, that's what I'm thinking. I, 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 yes, I don't have a lot to add. I think you're absolutely right, Joel. And, I, and um, the, the answer that came to my mind with, to James's question was it, there needs to be a, a, an entire cultural shift. We should be teaching yeah. kids in school um, mm. that money is a representation of value. Um, and I, I don't know what it was like for either of you guys, and we've all grown up in different cultures, but all westernized cultures. Um, yeah. that, if they taught you anything at all at school related to money, and I don't remember there being anything specific, but it was basically you've got to get a good education so you can get a good job. And so mm -hmm. what's the good job for? Well, so you can make money. What do I want the money for? Well, so you can have a nice house to get into a yeah. lot of debt. So I need to, then I need to keep, you know, the house. I mean, it's just a crazy, crazy. Nobody ever, ever says. Yeah. You know, they don't even teach you how to run a bank account. You know, it's just no. a basic a basic skill that's supposed to right. prepare you for life. They don't teach you how to run a bank account. Mm -hmm. but anyway. yeah. And I mean, I, I, I also think that we, we got to teach our children from the very beginning that follow your passion, follow what you love, do what you love. Just doesn't matter what your favorite thing to do in the world. Just Google it. Someone else is doing that, making money, is making a living out of doing that specific thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But we're so afraid. I think what you're saying now, Trevor, is so true. We 
kids go through school and the entire idea is getting into a nice college, getting a good education and getting into more depth. That's the end game of everything. Yeah. And that's yeah. what we teach the kids today. That's the culture today. And it makes me so upset to see because it, it tells us that getting a job is safe, that's security, that's what you should do. But in reality, having an employment is not secure because you're not in control of that. What yeah. is actual security is understanding how to operate and run your own business that yeah. you control. That's security. Yeah. yeah, you take a huge amount of risk starting out, but the benefits way, way <laughs> overtake the, the risk of, of, of actually doing that. And this has to be a cultural change everywhere, and especially in this part of the world. It does. And it isn't just this generation. I mean, my father, who was born in the 1920s, uh, you know, he, he was telling me and my brother when we were growing up this, exactly the same stuff. Get, get a good, you know, get, get good education, get a good job and, and own your own house. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. I, I mean, I did end up doing all of those things and I ended up with, with decades of debt around my neck. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm not blaming my father, but I, I you know, it, it was the cultural. Uh, and in fact, I joined, and James says, I, I joined the National Health Service over here. I worked in the, the health service, which is, you know, basically government employee. And I did yeah. that for 37 yeah. years. And when I joined it, um, my father said to me, oh, well done. You've got a job for life. Security. See, that was the, that was the big thing. Yeah. Within four years, I, I mean, as it happened, you know, I, I did have a job for a very long time, but within four years there was a change of government here and we had excuse me while i spit mrs thatcher yeah um became prime minister in the, in the oh, awful how do you really feel about her oh that witch um and uh, she she basically dismantled the national health service it's never been the same since and nurses and doctors started losing or their jobs or fighting for them um, and so it wasn't secure anymore. And it's like, well, that's an interesting. Like, I still didn't get it. I mean, I stayed there. I, I actually quite liked it at the time, the job. Didn't like Mrs. Thatcher, but as you might have gathered, <laughs> did like the job. <laughs> right. um, but anyway, there we go. I mean, it's getting, I'm getting kind of political and, and it's not. not well, I not can, really well, I can, I can relate to or give more, ex uh, I guess, uh, not tangible, uh, real world examples of what Joel was just saying about, um, you know, teaching and understanding how to build a business or provide value in a way that will, if you understand that, you'll know that you can, um, you'll be able to generate money anywhere. So I'll just give you a couple of quick examples of why, you know, as, as Trevor, we talked about that when I say I have the confidence that if I need money, I can just make some, like you said, um, mm. one, when I was, you know, quitting my six figure AT&T technician job to do real estate full time. Um, the one question was, you know, what if it all blows up and it doesn't work? And I thought the first thing I you know, I said was, um, I have, I have AT&T technician, 10 years of skills and in construction and heavy equipment. I have a, I have a skilled trade. I can get a job tomorrow um, yes. in that industry because there's contractors. I mean, I mean, it may not be able to get back on with AT&T, but there's, you know, dozens of, of telecommunications and construction contractors, you know, 
within like a 10 mile radius of me like that that business there's always a necessity so having that skill as a trade or as joel said providing value i understand that i can do something of value that will always be a value to people in that industry so if i if i really needed to and i needed to get that job i have i have that skill i can get a construction job tomorrow or mm-hmm. um real estate i get this one all the time almost every person i'm talking to in real estate who's thinking about investing in real estate has the fear of what if the market changes what what right. if, if what if there's another downturn or whatever in the market and i always say you just adjust the strategy but if you understand the principles of how buying and selling and real estate works whatever method that you're using at the time that's working when the market changes then you just you change the the strategy but the basis of the core of how it works doesn't doesn't ever change mm-hmm. it will always work once you understand the foundation and then going with another example jordan belfort's story this when i you know when i say he was making his millions and selling stocks and then once he got indicted and they seized all of his accounts he went from a multi-millionaire to dead broke worth zero and overnight and mm-hmm. within whatever the short amount of time, within the first month or something, he made like 80 grand or whatever because he started, he just signed up with a purse with a mortgage person to sell, sell mortgage loans, refinancing. And yeah. he just went outside, went down a busy street and just started walking in and out of businesses, just, just walking in to yeah. restaurant or business owners and saying, you know, let me, let me, what are you paying right now? Oh, I can beat that. He says that that was his pitch. What are you currently paying? Oh, wow. You know, no matter what they said. Oh, wow. Oh. I can definitely beat that. <laughs> so he understood. Again, he understood sales. So he knows if I, I know how to sell, it doesn't matter. There's always companies that need sales. He can get a job, you know, within hours, no matter if everything turns and goes to crap. In an instant, he can get another sales job with someone else. You find someone who's providing value. This was banks was providing loans. That's the value they're providing. He has a skill. He knows how to sell, which is providing value to that company. So he'll always be able to be paid for that skill because he's providing value. So it's it's one of those things that, yeah, like you're saying, if you understand how to build a business or provide value to people in a structured way that it doesn't, it doesn't matter what the business is or what it is that you're doing. Like, like, again, if I, if I say, if I lost my entire real estate business or if I lost my entire coaching business overnight, which I don't know how that would happen because it's digital, but say hypothetically, I had to go to an entirely new country or something and start from scratch in a, in a completely different industry. I'd be able to do it because like Joel says, you, if you understand the foundation, the systems and how, yeah. how at the core of it, you provide value in a systematic way. It doesn't matter what you're selling or doing or whatever. You'll always be able to make money. If you understand how to provide value to people in a way that they're willing to pay for every single time. So it doesn't, doesn't matter if you have a skill or, or, or know a way to provide value to someone, you'll always be able to be paid. It's it's trying to cut out that middle part of just going, show me how to make money. Well, the thing that, the thing that um, bothers me, just to sort of circle back on, on an earlier portion of this conversation uh-huh. about the, the warrior forum kind of mentality and the people that want to push a button and have their computer spit money out at them, <laughs> is that I think, 
that either we've reached a stage where people, um, many people, not everybody, but um, a frightening number of people believe that they do not have a skill that is of value and therefore that's why they do that. Or the internet and the, the culture that it's produced has revealed that millions of people believe that they do not have anything of value to offer and therefore they need, I mean, the, the sales, the hypey sales copy that you talk about, James, it has, I see, and you must see this as well, I, I guess Joel does too, the um, stuff that says, you don't have to be on camera, you don't have to sell anything, you don't need a website, you don't yeah. need a product. And so, <laughs> what, what, you know, how am I going to, where's the money coming from? What exactly uh, are you doing then? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's yeah. madness. And I mean... People must be afraid. They 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 must feel worthless. That's my my hypothesis. Sorry, John. And and I, and I think it's I think it's so interesting. Also, we we talked about this. It's been been Easter now, and James, you said you've been 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 on holiday. Mm-hmm. And and I mean I I think that it, that is awesome. We should have holidays and we should take days off. But to me, and I think you said it, Trevor, as well is. I don't see what I do as working. Right. I, I am literally so fortunate that I get to get get up every morning and do something I truly, madly, and deeply love. I love doing every minute and every second of what I do. And right. the things I don't love, I have someone else do for me. I hate doing accounting, so I let someone else take care of that because right. they like doing that. But, I mean, when it comes down to this, people – to me, are so they think money is is the key the key here, and and and, and to me that's a huge that that's, it needs to shift because it's not about money it's about fulfilling your life and living the life you want to live. Yeah. And people try to make money to do what? To live the life Let's they want to live. you just get a million dollar right now, so you can do what? You want freedom to do what you want? Well, do what you want and make <laughs> money at the same time. There's no contradiction in this. And people have a really hard time understanding that that's possible. Because we're born and raised in a way that you have to have the struggle to have the money. And that's not reality. I'm not saying that money is going to be served to you on a silver plate. You have to put in hard work and effort into it. Or rather smart work and effort into it. But you don't have to struggle to make money. You can do something you love and make money out of that. I talked to a woman, she goes to a, 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 a factory every morning, and she literally chops onions eight hours a day. Wow. And I told her, what do you really want to do in life? And she, her answer was, I want to do this. I don't have to think. Oh, wow. Uh, dear. Sorry, Joel, I couldn't resist that. I said, what she really wants to yeah. do is stop crying. <laughs> yeah. My God, she must be weeping all day long. Um, yes, yeah. but you're right. You're right. And I mean, and, and, yeah, go on. And, and to me, that makes me want to cry. Because yeah. that's mm. a person, a human being with skills, dreams, visions that could change people's lives. But instead, she chooses to go to a work she doesn't like just because she doesn't have to think. Mm-hmm. That's waste. That's not sustainable. We talk about what's sustainable in an environmental way. But that's not sustainable in a human way. But you see, you to can't me, have that. To me, I mean, I come from um, you know, my, my background's in psychotherapy, mental health. I think I might have told you, Joel. 
Um, yeah. But to me, for someone to say that, for someone to say, I don't have to think, is at one level, it's kind of, it could be construed as lazy or even careless. careless. But what I see, what I worry about is that what she feels is worthless. Like if, if, I, yeah. if I had to think for, for my job or for, or for my living, who would take any notice of me? Who would listen to my thoughts? Why would I matter? And I think that's what's yeah. going on. I think that, that people are, are somehow growing up feeling that they're not worth anything. I mean, I mean gosh, yeah. this conversation could go on in so many different directions because while you were saying all that as well, I was thinking about um, you know, like third world countries where they really do have to do things like chop onions yeah. or sweep the streets or whatever. But I, um, my wife is from Indonesia, which is not a third world country, and they get very upset if you say, suggest that it is. But it is a developing country. Mm -hmm. yeah. And there's no, uh, I don't know what it's like in uh, Scandinavia, Joel, but there is no uh, welfare state over there at all. And, and I know it's very different in America too. So here, for example, if you if you don't have a job or can't earn money, and especially if you have kids and stuff, uh, the government will help you. Um, mm. But over there, there's no such thing. It's like you you make it somehow on your own, or or you just die, I guess. So what I saw, yeah. uh, well, I expected to see a lot of beggars, and I did see one or two, but not not many, not mm -hmm. fewer than I probably do here, which is disturbing to say the mm -hmm. least. Because um, I find it very uncomfortable when you walk past a human being, often probably younger than me, sitting in a shop doorway or something, wrapped in a in a blanket, and just holding their hand out, going, "Got any change?" Right. And, I want to say to them, you must be able to do something better than that. Go and walk someone's dog or, mm. you know, anything. But you don't have yeah. to do that. I, I don't say it, but I, I feel like I, I want to. But in Indonesia, I remember um, sitting on a bus, um, which is a bit scary because their roads are terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I was on a bus uh, with uh, um, Anna, my wife, and... Um, and we were in a traffic jam, which is the norm for Indonesia. You spend more time in traffic jams than you do moving. <laughs> uh, and, uh, oh, seriously, it's, it's appalling. Anyway, so we're in a traffic jam. Um, ankle's very hot. And there's a guy walking in, in the filth and the dust of all the fumes from all the trucks and the, and the buses and stuff. But nevertheless, and this guy obviously doesn't have a job. But what he's got is um, a stick, a piece of wood uh, and uh, a nail and two uh, Coca-Cola bottle tops, you know, the metal ones, not not the ring pulls, but the from the bottles. Mm -hmm. And he made a little tambourine. Yeah. He'd nailed the two, um, the two little lids through the piece of wood, and he could make music with that thing. He could really make rhythm with it. It was amazing. It was this little wow. tiny tambourine, and he was walking up and down between, you know, around the buses and, and, and just putting his other hand out, his free hand out, for money and people were just handing him rupees it is over there rupee bills and it's like that guy is providing value that is smart mm -hmm. um, he, he doesn't have a job so he's just created something that entertains people mm -hmm. he's living in you know, a very dangerous filthy place but my god it's like I respect that guy mm -hmm. I don't mind giving yeah. him money for that because he made me feel good he made me smile right
Providing value. There's the key providing there. Money. Absolutely. Brothers in the chase. The chase. Do you remember? This will go with. Joel. Can I use everybody on this one? This will go with what the point Joel was making. But I want you to tell the story because you're better at telling the stories if you remember it, Trevor. Otherwise, I'll end up butchering it. But do you remember? All right. When Joel was talking about, you know, do what you love. Why would you make, you know, making them? People want to make money so that they think they can do what they love. But if you're doing what you love, you know that. That, that point and what you were just saying made me think of in third world country made me think of the story. Do you remember about the the boat fishermen or whatever? Boat boat fishermen oh, yeah, yeah, take yeah, people yeah, yeah. out and then the American comes yeah. over. Yeah. 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 If, you, if you could tell that, because I think that's a great summary to wrap up here uh, toward the okay. end. Well, uh, there are many versions of it. And it sounds like Joel knows it as well. So you, he may be able to tell it better than me. Um, but uh, I, I don't remember. I mean, it's obviously it's an apocryphal story. But basically, yeah. there's there's a, an American. I think it was a, the way I remember it. An American millionaire or billionaire uh, goes on a holiday to somewhere like a Greek island. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's you know sea, sun, sea, and sand. And he's staying in obviously one of the, the five star hotels there. And he gets his habit is to get up in the morning before everybody else really. And as the sun is you know just warming the beach and go for a walk along the beach. Uh, and he sees this young guy um, uh, with a boat full of fish. Um, and uh, so he stops and talks to him and he says, oh, you've got, you know, you've got a nice catch there. And, the, and, and they get talking and the young guy says, you know, I, well, yes, that's what I do. You know, I'm a fisherman. And he said, what are you going to do with all the fish? And he said, well, you know, most of them are going to go to market and I'll sell them. And, and a couple will I'll take home and we'll probably have them for, for our tea tonight. And he said, well, he said... Um, he said, I could, I could help you. And the young guy says, oh, really? You know, in what way? And he said, well, he said, I'm a very rich man. He said, you're obviously, he said, do you, are you, do you do this every day? And the guy goes, yeah, you know, I, I catch fish every day. He said, well, you're very talented. He said, I could buy you more boats, more fishing boats. And the guy goes, right. Why, why would you want to do that? Why, why would I want to do that? <laughs> and, the, and the American says, well, then you could catch more fish and the fisherman says well okay why why would i want to do that he said well then then you could sell more at the market and have more to feed your family and so on he said why why would i want to do that and he said well then you could you know you'd end up just just doing what you love spending your days on the beach and catching fish and feeding your family yeah, I mean, it's absolutely. I didn't tell that very. I did butcher it because I should have explained it. <laughs> better, better than I where he was. But there we are. Yeah, we but, we but, have this. Go ahead, Joel. But but there's so much truth in that because we go around, or some people, or most people, go around their entire life thinking that they're eventually going to end up having the freedom that they wanted to have. Because in my experience, people don't want money; they want freedom to choose and freedom to do what they want, not realizing that the freedom to choose and do what they want is already there. Mm-hmm. We're just not aware of it. And, and to me, that, that's so much truth in that story. I think it's, it's one of the most beautiful stories uh, th- that I've heard, actually. I, I really think that that kind of nails the culture that we're mm-hmm. living in now. Mm-hmm. Work hard so you can do what you already are doing, but later, after you worked hard. <laughs> 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 Yeah, exactly. I, yeah. I love that. He's 
relaxing all day, gets to go out on a boat and fish and living perfect life. And the billionaire wants to tell them, man, I could show you how to work hard, make millions, get more boats. So that way you could retire and be able to just lay out on a boat and fish all day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely crazy. It's good stuff. Well, I think what we normally do here on this on this podcast, if you've already listened to a few, uh, as you said, Joel, you've probably just tripled our listener count. Um, <laughs> a few it is usually, you know, to be on. What we do is um, you you're required to, which you already do anyway, but um, required to give out information so people can contact you if they want to have one one of these chats. Um, with you and maybe figure out exactly what their passion or thing that they want to do or understanding how systems work to be able to get in a position where they can lay out on a boat um, and fish all day today doing whatever it is that they love. So, um, yeah. So how would somebody contact you, Joel, if you want to give out your information so people who are listening to this, they may want to speak to you personally and get a little more of your insight. The, the absolutely easiest way is to go to the website and and send us a message through that. And the, mes- the, the website is really easy. It's coachbox.io. And if you want to send me an email straight to me, it's joel, J-O-E-L, at coachbox.io. That's the easiest way if you want to get in contact with me. Um, I'm also on Facebook, but no one ever is going to be able to tell my last name. No, I don't know how to say your last name. That's also a possibility. I was going to ask you that. I was going to ask you that. So let me ask you, how do you say your last name? My last name is Iverlöv. Whoa. You can try and say that with with this crazy letter that we have in in, Yeah, it's got the the two dots over the O, right? Iverlöv. Yeah. Yeah. Could you spell it? I-V-E-R-L-Ö, which is an O with two dots above it, and then a V at the end. That's the worst part of working internationally and especially in English-speaking countries and having a last name like that. I should have been called Smith. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, exactly. but sending an email to me or, or finding me on Facebook is probably the easiest way. Uh, and it's coachbox.io. Well, most importantly, if they email Joel at coachbox.io, is it going to be one of your team members that says, Joel is too busy to respond to emails. <laughs> Go yeah. visit the website yeah. anyway. Uh, <laughs> no, no, that's you... too easy. We actually have a, a, a much, much more refined way of telling you to go somewhere else. No. <laughs> no. It's going to come straight to my inbox. And probably what's going to end up happening is I'm going to gonna step out of my my routine and probably email even if it's a, a weekend or a late night because I love doing what I do. So I tend to do that. So yeah. Right, right on. Okay. So Joel at coachbox.io or on yeah. Facebook, Joel Liberate. Yep. That was exactly right, James. Oh. Yeah, you actually did. Oh, well, yeah. nice. There you go. Um, well, you can speak Swedish. <laughs> I am. Love means leaf in English. So, so that's my tagline. It's been since I was a kid playing video games. Leaf. 
that's me. Uh, yeah. Nice. Okay. <laughs> well, Joel, I. I hope I hope you've had a good time, Joel. It's been fantastic having you. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you yeah. for inviting me. It's been a really nice conversation. Yeah, thank you, man. This is great for me. Introduction to get to know you. I'm sure. Sounds like we may be probably in contact again. Or would you be? Would you be open to it a little while from now and? Um, uh, maybe even coming back to just to check in and see how things are going. Might might want to have you back again. Would you be open to that? De definitely. And and as my goal is to connect with people, I would be happy to keep connected with you guys because I really really enjoy talking to people. And uh, so yeah, so definitely. Well, well, we're already connected on Facebook. Um, so yeah. I, I don't know what the best way is to connect with James. He'll tell you that. Mm. Yeah, you can you can just forward me. You know how you do the recommend a, a connection or something, Trevor. You can just do the recommend him or however it works. <clears throat> I forgot how they do it now on LinkedIn, and then I'll connect with him on LinkedIn, and then I'll uh, maybe I'll email his staff member later at Joel right. at <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, I don't think we're connected on uh, LinkedIn, are we, Joel? I think we're connected. Oh no, on I don't think so. Facebook. Oh, you said you did say Facebook. Sorry, yeah, forward Facebook. me on Facebook then. Okay, I'll work out how that works. I will. Um, or, I'll, or, yeah, I'll, I'll figure that out. Groovy. Fantastic, guys. Um, well, yeah, I hope uh, hope it was as enjoyable for anyone who may possibly be listening as it was for It Sounds Like Us. Another good call. I enjoyed this. Thank you very much for yeah. joining us, Joel. Very much appreciate it and sharing your insights on our totally random podcast with no, <laughs> no agenda at all so far <laughs> <laughs> good stuff hey it's it's kind of going on your whole principle just try to provide value which is what was the whole goal behind this started was you know as if you may know that we said we used to have these kind of brainstorming sessions in Trevor all the time and I was like these these if somebody was a fly on the wall listening to our brainstorming sessions I bet they would find value in it and we said well let's just start recording them and maybe we'll provide value so who knows what who knows? eventually what this may lead to or someone who may find this doesn't matter if it's today or tomorrow it could be months from now someone listens to this and it may be the catalyst that changed their life that leads them to wanting to work with us or not who knows but we it's, yeah. To me, it feels good, as you said, just putting out good information and hopefully helping people, and hopefully it is returned. Or I know it yeah. will, because that's how energy works. But anyway, um, Definitely. yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you for having this. Good times, good times. Yeah, thanks for coming, Joe. All right. Thank you guys this, for inviting me. Yes, is a wrap. We will um, see you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday, everyone.